welcome, welcome. Welcome to Good Deeds. I am your host. I am Dr. Renee Sunday, and I am the platform builder. What we do here is we help you shine your light to the world. And what is your light? Your light is your dreams, your goals, your passions, guess what, your purpose, and, of course, your destiny in life. Because have you ever thought about it? Somebody right now is having a pain that they want to get rid of, situation they want to stop right now. They are frustrated. They, uh, they just don't know what to do. They don't know what they make direction. They don't have the strategy. They don't have the tools. They do not have you, guess what, in their life. Because all of us have a purpose. We have products and services that can take, guess what, the pain away. And somebody right now may, may even be praying. Someone right now may even be thinking about hurting themselves or somebody else. But you have that greatness inside that actually can help solve a problem that someone is going through right now. We think it's easy because it's our purpose sometimes. Sometimes it's easily achievable by us, right? But guess what? It actually saves someone else, guess what, life. And that's what we do here at Good Deeds and all the things that I have been entrusted with as the platform builder. What I do is I help people Build platforms. I tell them what to shine, what their purpose, what things they need to capitalize on, and what we do after that. We build a platform to be seen, be heard, and guess what? Get paid. That's what we do. I just, first of all, we want to stop again and say thank you for supporting us, downloading us on iTunes, listening to us on YouTube, our website, and, of course, social media. We love you on social media. We support you in the things that you do, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Guess what, for believing in us. Woo, I just love it, I just love it, I just love it. But let's get to the question. Hmm. We actually have the question of the day. For this session is Ask Dr. Renee question. And what I usually happens with this, we call the person that sends the question is, I paraphrase it, and I call, we call and talk in detail because some of the things uh, is, is very personable. And, um, you know, of course, I don't reveal who the person that sent the question, but it's actually engaging. And you know I'm going to be authentic. You know I'm going to be consistent. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have compassion. That's just me in a nutshell and everything I do and say. So the question for today is Dr. Renee Sunday. Oh, it's a branding question. I love branding questions. People, oh, okay. <laughs> this is kind of funny. It's good when people actually notice that you're changing. Uh, they said, Dr. Renee Sunday, we see that you're changing some of your branding and some of the things that you're doing, and you actually are uh, uh, allowing more people on your team to be seen, be heard, get paid. <laughs> I like how they said that. Um, yes, I am going through uh, a branding uh, evolving. That's what I call it. I always use the example of Walmart, an example of um you know, Amazon, the example, of course, and, you know, even, you know, Chick-fil-A, if you notice, their bags have changed, that things that they actually put our products in when we buy and purchase them. Uh, Walmart, their logo has changed. You know, McDonald's, you don't even have McDonald's own anything now. You know who they are by they, the artist, right? So that's pretty similar to me. A lot of the logos I have that's separate for the radio podcast, dot, 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 is actually, guess what, transform it into one logo. 
Yes, we finally did it. Uh, we may, we probably still, just an FYI, will keep my drop shipping company and the things that I do with the children book. Of course, Sam the Shark has his own brand, so that still will stay separately. Um, and, of course, the publishing company is its own um, leg as well. But uh, a lot of the things that I do, you'll see the new logo. It'll be out there soon. <laughs> so I'm excited. You can guess what color it is. You know my two favorite colors, so you know what it's going to be already, right? So the colors and the framework won't really change. Um, and one thing I do is I like for people to shine their light for the world, as he said at the top of the show. I want you to shine your gifts, whatever gifts you have, the things that you, you know, that you were created to do. I always like to give people a platform for that. So it, it wouldn't be right, it wouldn't be fair for someone to work on my team and I don't ignite them and push them into their destiny and their purpose as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be, you know, if you have that brilliance, you have to bring it out in somebody else. So I actually do uh, uh, practice what I preach, as the saying goes, right? <laughs> but I love it, love it, love it. So we actually have a power, power, powerful uh, young lady with us today. We have this Colette Claudette, actually, Riley, with us. Um, she's amazing. She's a world changer herself. I'm just so excited. All these amazing guests we have coming through here. So you know when I say that, you need to actually get your pen and paper, right, so you can actually get the information or go right quickly after the show and get their contact information because it's always something amazing, amazing, amazing. We're going to take a quick, quick commercial break, and we'll read a little bit more of her amazing bio, and we're going to talk to her. She's going to give us some gems. I already know. I already know. I've been fascinated with all the things that she do. Oof, I'm just excited. I'm honored to be in the same space as this young lady. But we're going to take a quick, quick commercial break. You know, this is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll be right back. This is John Schamberger, founder and CEO of Millionaire's Trainings Only Only. We are proud to support and listen to Good Deeds Live every Mondays and Thursday at 530 Eastern Standard Time. With your host, the platform builder, Dr. Nate Sunday. So remember, wherever your mind can conceive and believe in your purpose, it can achieve. And don't stop. Get it, get it. <laughs> we thank Mr. John Schamberger. His brand is Millionaires and Training Only. Only. Check him out. He actually has a powerful radio show as well, and he just the key is helping you get those tools and strategies to be a millionaire, right? So you can actually help somebody else. Ooh, I just love it. But we actually have a powerhouse with us today, Ms. Claudette Rowley. She is a cultural brand CEO. That's already amazing, right? She is a change management consultant and also a cultural designer and executive coach. So I love it. I love her, the space that she's in. She is passionate about helping leaders and organizations, guess what, resolve complex organizational problems in ways that honor, guess what, honor the intelligence of their cultural systems and the brilliance of their people. Isn't that amazing? Right. <laughs> For about over, you know, almost 20 years, Riley has consulted, guess what, trained, coached, executive leaders and teams, oh, I just love it, at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, higher education, and startups to create proactive and innovative workspace cultures 
that deliver outstanding results throughout all areas of an organization. Isn't that powerful? Yes. With the client list, she, she's done, ooh, Medtronic, and that, that brings out the medical side of me, right? <laughs> Boston University Law, School of Law, and also Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Ah, wow, if you need programs solve complicated problems, you see what I'm saying? I told you it was a powerhouse. Create buy-in and engagement and receive high reviews. I know she do. I saw her, her amazing website is amazing. Riley also is the creator of Culture Brilliance System, and it's trademark. See, she did her work, right, and hosts a global syndicated radio show. And she's going to give us that information so we can support her with that, right? She also teaches a course on culture and, guess what, communication at Northeastern University. And she's the author of, guess what, the amazing book you're going to purchase, right, called Culture Brilliance. And the subtitle is The DNA of an Organizational Excellent. It's a step-by-step guide, guess what, activating, guess what, the greatness in your organization. Mm. She's well-educated. She has a master's degree from the University of Michigan and lives, guess what, in Boston. And that's on my bucket list. I have not been to Boston with her amazing, amazing, amazing family. Ooh, I'm just so excited. We want to welcome, welcome to Good Deeds, none other than the amazing, phenomenal Claudette Rowley. Are you there? I am. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I really appreciate it. Wow, you just a powerhouse. We just love it. Oh, wow, this is amazing, amazing. You know, Claudette, um, you just, and we women, I always want to start this way if it's okay, the amazing bio you have, um, tell us how does that feel that you have really changed so many lives in regards of how we actually, because <laughs> you know how the old saying, um, you may be kind of young, you may not realize this, but you know how they say when you go to work, you bring work home, and then vice versa, we bring home to work. How does that in regards of the amazing platforms that you have that you help us with all those situations we have in, the, <laughs> in our job, has that really been a big factor? Uh, because we can't make that separation, if you will. It's such a good point. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I think it is. I mean, I'm thinking of a client right now that I'm I'm doing a, consult, a culture change project in. And to your point, you know, there are people there who are incredibly talented, really competent, you know, great at what they do. And I know a couple of them are having personal issues that you can see are starting to impact some of their work, right? And we know all about, like you were saying, especially those of us with family, sometimes we're bringing our work home to the family, right? So it's, it's, I work a lot with organizations on how they create cultures that support people really in both places, in, in home and family, so they can, you know, be the best that they can be in both places. Oh, wow, that's powerful. Yeah, because some people sometimes, well, we don't put this in a box. We'll stay here, and, and that never works. But let's step back a little bit. How did you get into this amazing space that, I mean, because this is a very challenging uh, concept, you know, to get people to listen. And we need it. You know how the old saying, we, what we really need, we don't want, but it changes our life across the board. Mm-hmm. How did you actually get into yeah. this amazing um, arena? <laughs> uh, 
Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And I have heard that thing. Yeah. We don't always get what we want, but we get what we need, right? Um, I, mm-hmm. well, I, yeah. So I started out as a social worker, actually. And I have always had this part of me that wanted to, you know, change the world and impact the world in positive ways. And I, I don't even know where it comes from, but I've always been that way. And so I started as a social worker and then I did that for a while and decided to become a coach about 20 years ago and, and moved forward from there doing consulting and working in organizations. And then, you know, I, I always noticed that culture was really important. And, you know, as most of us know, who have been in the workforce for a while that, you know, 10 years ago, even, even five, we weren't really talking much about culture in organizations or really anywhere. And now suddenly we are, and it's allowed it's allowed me and others to really to write books and, you know, speak and go in and consult on things that would have been really, really hard to talk about before in a company. So it's an exciting time. And I think, and, you know, I was, I was listening to the, your show at the beginning of your show and you're talking about bringing out the greatness in people and the greatness in all of us and finding our purpose. And what I've noticed is that in organizations with great cultures, people get to do that. They really get to live much more of their professional purpose. And that's incredibly exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I and I have to um say this, you know, uh, I, this is just a funny thing that I, I actually do is uh I'm actually an anesthesiologist, so the things that I I still do it part time, but the things that I do now I call it actually corporate America because as you know firsthand being a social worker, the medical field is totally different from you know, coaching from actually, you know, doing the things mm-hmm. that you can actually work from home, for example. And I always call this corporate America for me because it's so different because being in the medical field, I, I mean, you know, and it's hard to say, but sometimes I don't even know the patient's name, but I have to actually put them to sleep. It's just a trauma. And and, and the biggest challenge that I had actually um, it was uh, – I meet people sometime in five minutes or less, and I and pretty much I have, you know, their life in my hand, you know, and I'm glad mm-hmm. I do the right thing. But, you know, in the coaching world, people watch you for years, <laughs> and then they actually <laughs> will finally, you know, have that life trust factor. And, and I just think that was the big, biggest challenge for me. I'm glad I got over that hump, but that's the thing. Are you, do you see anything like that in regards of, in, in corporate America that people, you know, this new, let's say this new manager comes in, this new person comes in, and they're a higher mm-hmm. level, if you will, than the people that's been there. Is, is, it, is it a big obstacle or challenge for them to get suited, I guess, or adjusted to new people coming in that's higher than them or, or in a higher position than they are? Yeah, what a great question. And I think it, it really depends on how the new manager and this, you know, using your example, the new manager, someone above them comes in, like if they come in and they really want to get to know the people and they want to get to know the culture, they listen, they ask questions, right? They spend time with folks and they want to know about their ideas and their concerns and all of, all the things you really want to know when you're new in an organization. I think people much more easily accept that it's when, and maybe even be excited because they'll think this person's a great manager is really going to help us out. And, but if someone comes in as a new manager and they don't listen, we've all, most of us have been in this situation at some point in our work lives. They don't listen. They aren't interested in what people have to say. They don't honor people. You know, they don't respect their knowledge or their intelligence or what they have to offer. Then that change is really hard to accept because you have someone over you professionally who 
doesn't, you know, probably doesn't really have your back and is not that interested in, in working with you and helping you develop. Yes, that's true. Now let's get into this amazing roadmap and guide that you have, the cultural brilliance. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know how I feel about this. You have to, she's not going to give you everything because you have to buy the product. Right, right, right. But tell us how this actually came to be and the wonderful thing that I love that you actually say is a roadmap and it's a guide. Isn't that amazing? It can't, yeah, it's, it, it came to be because I, uh, about two and a half, three years ago, I decided I really wanted to work specifically in culture. And I'd been doing it, but I hadn't been, um, it hadn't been something that I was talking a lot about overtly with clients. It wasn't the only thing that I did as a consultant. And I came up with this, within the book, this roadmap, the Cultural Brilliance System. And I, I really wanted to share it with the world. It was something that I felt in, intuitively, you know, just that it was the right thing for me to do, to share it, to put the ideas out there that it would be helpful to people, you know, who resonated with these ideas. Uh, so it, it really just came out of me wanting to contribute and wanting to do it in a way that was, you know, exciting to me and, and fulfilling to me, which I always think is the best way to contribute, right? When you're, you're getting something out of it too. And then it becomes this, you know, real, you know, blessing that you put out into the world. So, it, it came out of all of that, just wanting to wanting to do something different for myself and contribute. Hmm. I love it. I love it. And so one point we want to bring out, if it's okay, um, it is a step-by-step process. But you, yep. you say some amazing things, and, and ladies and gentlemen, what I, you know, you're going to get the link here. <laughs> but a couple of things <laughs> that, that just made me kind of like, wow. And, and one that I, I really want to chime in you know, on, and you say that, why open spaces, you know, why open space offices don't work? Why is that? I mean, ladies, you got to get this, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you got to get the, the book and her services to really get this down. But just a little piece of that. Why does that doesn't work? Yeah, thanks. A lot of people have asked about that. And, and it's, it's what I find about open space environments, and sometimes they do work, um, but, you know, when I go in, a lot of clients I've worked with that have had open space environments, and so I go into their companies, and I notice two things. I notice that usually they're absolutely silent. And I also notice people have headphones on or earbuds in, and they're, or they're speaking in low tones. And when I'll ask the company about, well, so, you know, I'm curious, why did you create this open space environment? And they almost always say we wanted to increase collaboration. And I look around and no one's talking. <laughs> or they'll say, oh, well, you know, yeah, we, let's talk, but why don't we, I, I reserved a conference room off to the side for us. I mean, which is fine. But it's, it's, it was interesting to me. And so what I started to notice is some people, we all know this, we all have different work styles. So if you really need silence or quiet to focus, or you're in an industry that requires that, an open space isn't great for you, right? If you're someone who's very gregarious and has a lot of energy and wants to be talking to people, then maybe open space is really good for you. It depends on your style and the kind of work you need to do. So I think it's best when companies and organizations actually assess, you know, this, the, the style of their people, the kind of work their people need to do, and the industry they're in, and then design a space, a, a workspace based on all of those needs. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's that. Ooh, that's very powerful. Now let's talk about this. And this is a subject that people say, "Yes, I do this all the time," but are we really, really doing it? In regards of, are we really listening? Are we really listening 
you know, having a safe environment that we actually are listening to the people around us. I mean, unfortunately, we see so much in the media now of people, uh, you know, with depression, bipolar, vibing, you know, mm-hmm. got to die to die, unfortunately. And, and and really, if you go back and ask some of the, the people that work with them on a daily basis, yes, we saw signs, but were we really listening to what they were saying? So so you do you actually help develop that when you go into the different organizations? You know, you know, really a safe, you know, authentic dialogue that they can build. Mm-hmm. You know, a listening environment that somebody somebody's listening to me. <laughs> right, right, yeah, I do, I do, because I I have a um a phrase in the book that I, I also use when I go into companies and use in webinars, which is listen to what you hear. And mm-hmm. that, you know, using it, which follows on your example of people, you know, things happening to people in organizations or bipolar, depressed, other things, and people weren't really listening, even though they told them. And listen to what you hear, which means listen, like, not to what you wanted to hear or hope to hear, Right. Listening to what you actually hear, which as we know sometimes can be very painful, right? People are telling us things we really don't want to hear. Uh, it might be hard for us because it's constructive feedback or it makes us feel bad. But when I notice organizations, especially the leaders toward the top, start to listen to what they hear, it's really transformational because they get important information, but also people feel heard in the organization. And we've all had experiences where when we, we feel heard or we notice other people start to feel heard, that trust you were mentioning builds and it feels safer for people to start talking about things that are really important. Maybe they're problems that need to be solved, ideas they need to share, um, but it starts to bring that kind of truth-telling out into the organization. Yes, that's very powerful. And, you know, everybody loves to use the example of Chick-fil-A, and I, and I have to bring that up just for a second. Um, I've known some of the young people that have gone through their training as an employee, and it's so amazing, just like you said, that they actually make them part of the decision-making on on certain things, and that actually does allow them to feel like they're part of the day-to-day decisions, and and, and they don't even say employees. I can't think of the name now what they actually call themselves. I think team leader, team Team making mm. something to that effect, but I love that because that that actually takes you to another level mentally. That you feel okay. I'm not just going to a job that I'm working what eight to five or whatever. You actually feel like you're part of the whole organization, the whole business that you you know you supplying the products and service to make someone guess what happy. <laughs> so I love that mm-hmm. that you do that. Because mm, every culture can be a little different depending on. Because some some of these, uh, can we be honest? A lot, some of the Fortune 500 are very stressful because they actually have a lot that they have to deal with at a given time. Absolutely, and and you know the Chick Fil A example is a great one for sure. Um, and you know any organizations that involve when you're talking about you know this idea of being a teammate or team member and you involve people in decision making and you involve people in being an integral part of the the success of the company and they feel like there's meaning and purpose that's when you get people who are incredibly engaged you know who want to stay and work there um one of a, a client I'm working with right now um they actually decided to it's a smaller company and they decided to do away with the word manager and call anybody who's in that role a lead, right? And this idea that the company has leads, they're people who are helping to lead other people versus manage them has been much, much more empowering for people in the organization. 
Wow. Powerful there. Isn't that amazing? Wow. <laughs> but, you know, it's amazing, <laughs> as we always, our parents have told us, we have, you know, all the way back from childhood, that our words are very powerful. So we have to be mindful of what we say. And, and our brain would not get that, because some people may have had that managing word, may have a negative connotation. So, wow, just that, that, that one change changed the whole atmosphere of the company. Wow. Yeah, it, it does. It changes things quite a bit. Yeah, like you said, the words matter so much, don't they? They really make a difference. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm just so excited in the things that you do. I, I, I know it's like, you you know, it's magic because it's your purpose that the things that you do. But, uh, oh, Claudette, do us a favor um, because, you know, some people right now, because, you know, a lot of people that, work in the Fortune 500 or even the small business owner or even just starting up, you know, they are, I've heard a lot of people say it's hard to find, quote, unquote, good help, if you want to say mm-hmm. that. That's what they say. But we, we changed our word today. We're going to say team member or team player. Um, <laughs> and the, the people that's interviewing the lead, if we're going we gonna to change our <laughs> nomenclature, what do you suggest uh, in regards to that with the change of so diversity, especially here in the United States and, and of course, abroad as well, where everybody kind of have their own culture, you know, when they leave there? I mean, even from what they eat or even how they wear clothes, even from, I mean, just everything really can be different. Uh, what, what's your opinion on that of how to respect? And I think that's a powerful word there, is to respect everybody's cultural when they not, you know, when they leave the, you know, the job, and then, you know, and also when they at the job as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, respect is an incredibly powerful word, and it is. I agree. It's transformational when you see such a high, really high level of respect in any organization. Yeah. So when people, every we know every culture, organizational culture, ethnic culture, right? Every family culture, right? Every culture is like a fingerprint, right? They're all a bit unique. Um, no, no two are really alike, although there may be similarities. And so I think you already, you, you know, you, you gave the most important word, you shared the most important word, which was, which was respect. And I think part of respect is understanding. So if someone's, you know, let's say coming to the U.S. from another country um, to work at a U.S.-based company, company and they maybe haven't been to the U.S. much, or maybe only to travel, it's really, it's, it's, they of course have a lot, they have to understand and learn about the U.S. culture, but I think it's also incumbent upon the company that's bringing them in to really help, to help them out, to understand where they're coming from. Like you said, to understand, you know, what their clothing needs, food needs are, you know, housing needs, all those kinds of things. And I, I think the root of all respect is understanding, like, what, what, do, what do I need? What do you need? Let's see if we can really help each other out. And at that point, things become fairly simple. You know, when you're just focused on understanding and helping people out. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Oh, wow. We've had a powerful, powerful session, Claudia. Do us a favor. Uh, if we haven't addressed anything that we want to make sure we get out, and then, of course, please tell us how we can get your amazing publication, because I know more and more will come, and also how we can support you on social media and all the other different you know, packages that you can offer. Tell us how we can connect with you and, you know, have another deeper conversation. 
Oh, I'd be happy to. Thank you. So my website is culturalbrilliance.com, and you can get the book there, um, Cultural Brilliance, The DNA of Organizational Excellence. That's also on Amazon as well. Um, You can connect with me through the website, culturalbrilliance.com. I have a resource page, so if anybody's interested in in just taking a look, there are different free resources, articles, webinars, um, other radio shows and podcasts that I've done. Uh, My radio show is also available through the website, which is called Cultural Brilliance. There's a theme here. (laughs) So um, that's where everything is. And I'd love to talk with anybody, answer questions. Um, Like you said, have a deeper conversation. Happy to connect. Wow, I just love it. And, yes, yes, get her information for her, the radio, so you can download it, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, when we're in the gym and in traffic and, you know, doing that, Downtime, and and we can actually listen. I just love oof, you said that you like. She says a thing there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But first of all, we want to thank you so much for being in the arena that you're in, the purpose and the things that you do, and you speak so passionate about it. So first of all, we want to thank you for being in your purpose. But then we also want to thank you so much for taking time out your busy schedule to be here with us get good deeds. If you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks, Dr. Sunday. It really it was great to talk with you. Appreciate it. Oh, same here. You're amazing. Continue the amazing work that you're doing. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Woo, ladies and gentlemen, that was powerful. I, you know, I can't wait to the replay. I, I couldn't take a lot of notes because she was saying a lot of amazing things. I've learned two things I need to not say. <laughs> but I call my team, team. Yeah, I actually speak highly on my team and myself, and they fuss at me a lot because I always say, but they are. They make me look good. Yeah, I, you know, I delegate, delegate well, and it was a process to get there. Can I be real? Okay, yeah. But, you know, if you want to actually be a guest on Good Deeds or if you want to launch your own radio or podcast, if you want to be part of our magazine, you can actually take advantage of that. And we also have a publishing company. And if you want to book me to speak or do a workshop or seminar, please, please contact me. And I'm a certified coach trainer, so I certify life coaches, business coaches, grief counselors, and also, I'm missing one. I always miss one. <laughs> That's so funny. It's life coaching, business coaching. Oh, media coaching, the one that I do all the time, right? Of course. But uh, contact us at ReneeSunday.com. Of course, that is Sunday S-U-N-D-A-Y. Please remember, you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You're not a mistake. We gotta do three things. We gotta believe, we gotta trust, and we gotta walk it out. And you gotta don't stop what? Get it, get it. And we love you. You gotta get what? What you gotta do. You gotta get your purpose and get your purpose now. You know, this is good deeds and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.